Good evening, Trinity Fem. Tonight, I wish to share with you a message from the Old Testament, the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 13. We will be starting right from the beginning of the first verse. It reads as follows. Saul was 30 years old when he began to reign. He ruled over Israel for 40 years. Saul selected for himself 3,000 men from Israel. 2,000 of these were with Saul at Michmash in the hill country of Bethel. The remaining 1,000 were with Jonathan at Gibeah in the territory of Benjamin. He sent all the rest of the people back home. Jonathan attacked the Philistine outpost that was in Geba, and the Philistines heard about it. Then Saul alerted all the land, saying, Let the Hebrews pay attention. All Israel heard this message. Saul has attacked the outpost, and now Israel is repulsive to Philistine, to the Philistines. So the people were summoned to join Saul at Gilgal for the battle of Israel with the, for the battle with Israel, the Philistines had amassed 3,000 chariots, 6,000 horsemen, and an army as numerous as the sand of the seashore. They went up and encamped at Michmash, east of Beth Haven. The men of Israel realized they had a problem because their army was hard-pressed. So the army hid in caves, thickets, cliffs, strongholds, and cisterns. Some of the Hebrews crossed over the Jordan River to the land of Gad and Gilead. But Saul stayed in Gilgal. The entire army that was with him was terrified. He waited for seven days, the time period indicated by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal. The army began to abandon, sorry, abandon Saul. So Saul said, Bring me that burnt offering and peace offerings. Then he offered the burnt offering. Just when he had finished offering the burnt offering, Samuel appeared on the scene. Saul went out to meet him and greet him. But Samuel said, What have you done? Saul replied, When I saw that the army had started to abandon me, and that you didn't come at the appointed time, and that the Philistines had assembled at Michmash, I thought, now the Philistines will come down on me at Gilgal, and I have not sought the Lord's favor. So I felt obligated to offer the burnt offering. Then Samuel said, you have made a foolish choice. You have not obeyed the commandment of the Lord your God, that the Lord your God gave you. You have done that. Had you done that, the Lord would have established your kingdom forever.
But now your kingdom will not continue. The Lord had sought for himself a man who is loyal to him. And the Lord had appointed to him appointed him to be the leader over his people. For you have not obeyed what the Lord commanded you to do. Amen. May the Lord bless this reading of his word. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Beloved, permit me tonight as we journey through this wonderful word of God to just reiterate regarding the period that we are in, in terms of our Christian calendar, we are in that space of time where we are awaiting a promise, a promise of the Holy Spirit, a promise that Jesus had made to his disciples and that promise is a promise to the church. It is also a message I think which is relevant for the time that we are in with this virus, with the uncertainty and now that we are set to be going to another level, it comes with excitement for some, it comes with trepidation for some, and some are just excited for what is personal to themselves, not realizing that we are actually bound together by this. The impatience that we have as human beings and the selfishness that we have espoused, that we have be, we've gotten used to, make us at times like this to be quick to run to what we had known before. because we don't know what is coming. When the Lord asks of us to wait on him, what he requires is mainly trust, and that is a difficult thing. The story that we read or the passage that we read tonight that Saul uh, and Samuel appear in gives me an impression that when the Lord asks for us to wait, he is not asking for us to wait when things are nice and things are cozy. Waiting for the Lord or waiting on the Lord, it's not a matter of sitting by the swimming pool and drinking fancy drinks with fancy straws and umbrellas in them with a nice book and shades and make sure you've got your sunscreen. It is in the thick of battle that the Lord requires of us to wait. Because this waiting is saying, 
when everything falls apart, I will trust the Lord. When things don't go my way, I will trust the Lord. Saul had been chosen king and having been chosen king has had victories. But this time when he goes to battle, he divides 3,000 people into two camps and he stays with two while he gives his son Jonathan one and Jonathan seems to be successful with his one but there is a problem that the Philistines are not coming with 3,000. 3,000 is only the number of their chariots and 6,000 horsemen and army the Bible says as numerous as the sand of the seashore in simple terms uncountable so it makes sense that they would win because they already have the advantage strategically. They have the advantage in terms of numbers. They have the advantage in terms of um, the equipment that is needed to win this battle. Remember, it was after a time that Philistine had been hush over Israel and they had made sure that there is not the blacksmith in Israel so Israel could not even manufacture their own spears and weapons and they are attacked by such a vast army that is skilled that is properly armed they every single thing seems to be against Saul But he forgets that even with that disadvantage, Jonathan had won with lesser people. At this time, Saul is trying, like we have been trying to stay home, to stay safe, to be quarantined, to do everything that is required. But there is an impatient growing, there is a fear, there is an army that is not stopping just because you are at home. There is a disease or a virus that is spreading and we are watching this virus spread after we have been told what to do and we are trying but we are watching the virus spread there is fear there is panic we have seen what it has done in other countries we are watching ourselves and we are wondering if we are going the same line some say we are some say we will not it doesn't matter where you are standing. the problem is the situation does not look good it looks like we will be defeated so is sam saul in his waiting he waited for seven days for that was the agreement that they had with samuel but it looks like samuel is delaying businesses are falling People are crying about loss of income, which is real. People are crying for cigarettes and for alcohol, for that has been what defines us. What do we do? 
when it looks like nothing is this is not going to change we had been given 14 days 21 days initially and then it had to be increased by 14 days and then it you know the numbers goes on and on and on and before we know it we have lost two months And still in this condition, God is asking us to wait. For God's ways are not man's ways. We are waiting not only for that coming of the Holy Spirit, but we are waiting in placing our trust in him. And I wish to say to you, friends, let us learn to trust the Lord and wait. Because the Lord is able to do infinitely more than we can even begin to imagine. Even when the army is scattered and they are beginning to run away, Saul then took it upon himself because of fear. You see, if we act in this fear, then we do what seems to be rational because in his offering the sacrifice, he's trying to show this army that he still can do and that he's trying to show them that the Lord is present with them but it is this very act that gets them into trouble he's doing this out of desperation trying to keep them to himself waiting allows us to see to receive direction waiting allows us for to to have clear minds and clear heads and when we take the step waiting does not mean there is no step we are not we are going to take we will take a step but it would be a calculated move one that is dependent on the presence and the guidance of god church church has not closed we have been working, the building has closed. I miss you, I miss worship, but I know church has not closed. I have seen church in action. We have been church. Let us not move rashly. Remember, he who is with us is greater than anything and everything that is against us but he's asking for a simple thing, trust him. See, the problem is we see everything around us. Saul saw everything around him. The battle is, seems like it's being lost. The chariots are massive. The horsemen are many. The armies are great. People are running away into all directions, into all types of places. It looks like he has lost it. He sees this but he doesn't see God. He doesn't see the presence of God. So he thinks he can manipulate the presence of God. We, we can never do that. We wait on the Lord and trust that his action will be one that gives life. Sometimes we will ask like Mary and Martha and say to the Lord, if you had been here, But when he comes, he's always on time. 
trust him and wait. May the Lord bless us tonight as he watches over us and over our families. As he guides us even through this turmoil. May the Lord bless the thoughts of our minds and even the dreams that we are having. May the Lord open our hearts and our minds to see the future that he is planning for us. May the Lord watch over us with love and let us feel the warmth of his care. May the Lord lift us up to see the glorious sunshine once again. Good night.